Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries of all ages, welcome to the show. If you're here to learn how to do uh, character creation the right way, you've come to the wrong place, because we're going to do character creation with cats in a game that probably wasn't meant for that. This is how to make a literal cat in your favorite RPG. I'm Joel Holland, one of the hosts. I'm Austin Irwin, uh, the second host. <laughs> but glad, uh, glad you could join us again, Austin, as always. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I just, I know I kind of pop up here and there. I'm not really, uh, you know, I, I'm not on every app. <laughs> We've only missed one so far. That's true. I've got a pretty good track record, but you never know. <laughs> it it could happen one day. <laughs> I don't know what I'll have to do if I have to solo an episode. Uh, don't worry, Joel. I'll, I'll try my best to make sure that doesn't happen. Thank you. Thank you so much. But, uh... I've uh, I've I've noticed something. We've had a lot of guests on recently, haven't we? We we have, you know. It's it's like it's becoming a three man rotating team or a three person. You know? Yeah, it's almost like that, isn't it? Yeah. Luckily, it's just the two of us this week. Is it? I I can't I can't shake the feeling that there's someone, you know, that someone else is here. Oh, that's just the listener. That's right, you know. That's just a I always creepy person in the voice inside your head. Oh my God! There's Whoa, someone else holy here. Crap. You were right. <laughs> I knew I had a, <laughs> I had a sneaking suspicion. Well, uh, welcome to the show. Would you like to introduce yourself, mysterious third person? <laughs> yes, that creepy voice inside your head is <laughs> Jacob Wood. I'm the owner of Accessible Games and the uh, the designer farm Survival of the Able. Oh. Welcome to the show. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, it's a, a strange coincidence that you decided to show up this time, because we're going to do Survival of the Able. Yeah, you, you decided to drop in at the perfect time. Well, I am omniscient. Mm, oh, that'll okay. do it. Explains a lot. So anyway, Jacob Wood, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role-playing experience? Sure. Um, I started role-playing when I was around 12 years old, so got my start with... Um, RuneQuest, first edition, um, and I played many different characters over the years, starting with my very first. That was definitely not a Chrono Trigger ripoff. It was a spiky-haired teenager <laughs> with a katana. You know, when it was uh, those days, character creation was something that I never really thought that long and deep about. And so stealing from my favorite games was just kind of the, the norm at the time. Um since then, I've gone on to play many, many different games over the many, many different years. Um, and uh, I began designing my own games uh, around about 2013. My first game was a, a cyberpunk game called Cypunk, and um, that came out in May of 2013. I've been developing ever since, and the most recent was Survival of the Able, which is uh, what we'll be doing today. It's a survival horror game about disabled people working together to overcome a zombie plague in the Middle Ages. So uh, it'll be fun to see how character creation has progressed from spiky-haired teenagers to cats. I'm not sure how my life has gotten to this point, but um, <laughs> being omniscient, you'd think I would actually be able to figure that out. There are well, some, mystery... some mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> were we about to make the same joke? I, I think we were. <laughs> there are some mysteries that can't be solved. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so yes, we're we're gonna do uh, survival of the able, which uh, is exactly exactly as described. I need to find page thirty six, but while I'm doing that, we may as well talk about 
a couple things. First off, yes, we're probably going to have to break a couple rules to uh, to do a cat in this game, because I'm just uh, kind of skimming through it as I go. It doesn't sound like cats were considered when this was being developed. Cats are very much um, something that you could easily create a zombie out of, but certainly they were not considered in terms of player characters, so this should be fun. All right. Um, well, with that in mind, let's uh, let's talk about the, the the rules of the game are not sacred, but the podcast itself has rules that we must hold fast to. Exactly. Uh, first, yeah, first and foremost, we accept no cop outs. We're making a cat. It's the exact animal that comes to mind when I say the word. It can't be some anthropomorphic race, not some person turned into a cat, not a lion, a tiger, not any other, like, you know, cat-adjacent feline animal in the animal kingdom. No other cop-outs you can imagine. Uh, Number two is homebrew isn't real. Uh, Doesn't exist. If the rules do not explicitly allow something to happen, it counts as a rule broken. If we come across rules as written versus rules as intended, we go with whichever one says no. Because we are just little rule breakers over here. <laughs> yep. Cats do like if to the do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This is in the spirit of, of cats. It's for them. Because everyone wants to be able to play a game with their cat at the table, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're a human listening to this podcast, I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> if the game includes stats for a literal cat, those must be used or adapted to the game's character sheets. Does that apply to this situation? That does not apply to this situation. Alright. Good to know. Um, the character class, background, playbook, job, what have you, has to exist in the game's core rules or as part of an official expansion. We cannot use homebrew classes yet again. Homebrew is not real. All made up. Yep. Um, yeah. Rule number five is the cat can learn any skill that's available to its class. If if the class, like, if it says the cat has the skill on its uh, character sheet, then some convoluted logic has to exist about how this cat was trained to do that. that that's just about all there is to it. With one important exception. And that's rule six. And rule six is, if a tool would be physically impossible for a literal, literal cat to use, even if comically downsized for them, they cannot use it. You know, no chainsaws, weed whackers, uh, <laughs> cars, really, I'd say. Um, which is funny, because we had a cat fly a ship, but that was part of the class. It came with yep. it. And we had the uh, ship was specifically listed as being heavily modifiable. So oh, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And finally, we have to keep track of every rule that we break. So if anyone asks in the future, we can tell them exactly how many rules have to be broken to play as a literal cat. And that's about all there is to it. Yep, sounds good. And with that out of the way, if we go to page what is it thirty five? It looks like mm-hmm. we can get started on this very important process. Um, So let's see. According to this book, we've got six steps to designing a character. Mm -hmm. First off, we have to consider our concept. Step two, we have to develop our senses. Step three, determine our qualities. 
Step four, design your anxieties and assurances. Step five, determine your skills. And finally, step six, develop your relationships. You can complete these steps in any order, but this progression makes it easy to build the character you want to play. After completing each stage, write down your results on the character sheet. Austin, you got the character sheet? I do have the character sheet. Do you want me to screen share this for you? Yes, because this is not a uh, a public document. It's uh it's just on your computer. So we got to we got to we got to do this that way, you know. Well, here you are. Here it is in all of its glory. It's loading. Oh, uh, it's loaded. There we go. <laughs> All right. Let's do this then. Um, okay. oh. Let's uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, get started here okay. with develop your senses. I imagine oh, no, the first step was consider your concept, oh, yep. wasn't it? I imagine yes. the concept of it's a cat is uh, already established. Yes, that is yeah. the... <laughs> That is an important part of the character concept, indeed. The one other thing to note is that characters in this game specifically start at St. Giles' Almshouse, which is a home and hospice for people with disabilities in an undefined region of 1347 AD medieval Europe. So the Almshouse is a place where people with disabilities have been sent to kind of live out their lives away from the rest of society. And just kind of work for the church. It's kind of a combination medieval church and kind of hospice hotel. So your cat is going to start at some point um, living in this almshouse for whatever reason. And you can leave that up to the concept now or you can kind of weave that in later as you see fit. Hmm. I'll bet Hmm. we could come up with a reason why a cat would be living in a hospital. Perhaps one of the nurses noticed that it was struggling. You know? Yeah, it could be. I mean, the cat has to have a disability, too, right? That's part of the character creation. Part of character creation does assume that you have a disability, yes. It is a requirement of being a character in Survival of the Able, so yeah. Right. And again, this is the year 1347 AD, so picture the cat in that kind of setting as well when you're kind of considering your concept. All right, so this is probably not like a... This is a cat that's had some struggles before ending up in this uh, in this place. Most definitely. But now that it's here, perhaps it's a a source of comfort for those that that live there. You know. Yeah, cats bring a very calming atmosphere. So I'd say the cat has, if we're if we're describing maybe not physical traits at this point, but like the cat shows some signs of of wear and tear, but it is in its current state you know, pretty well taken care of. Everyone likes the cat, wants it around. I'd say so. He keeps the mice away, too. <laughs> for tries. Well, that makes sense. So, so yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's just start with that for our concept. Alright. Uh, and then we can go on to develop your senses. Oh, I'm sorry, to, to back it up one step, uh, just in the spirit oh. of your own rules, the rules yep. never specifically state that you have to play a human but it is very much implied. So yeah. if you're considering that as a rule broken, that's probably a rule broken. Uh, yeah, rules as intended. Yeah. On to develop your senses. Reading here from the book, most of us have five, but some people lack one or more of them. It's a common myth that people who lack the sense of sight have super hearing to compensate. In reality, most people without sight have simply learned to pay more attention to their other senses and have thus honed them like any other skill. The same is true for people who lack other senses, such as hearing, 
taste, touch, or smell. That's why we treat the census trait as a type of skill complete with its own trait levels. It's up to you it's up to you to decide which of your senses you rely on the most and which you may have or lack altogether. Okay, so the uh, trait levels are your character's senses all start at a base level of average, which is zero. If you'd like one sense to be stronger than the others, you can increase its level up to good by decreasing one or other of your stats by an e or other of your senses by an equal amount. So like if you... If you want good uh, hearing, which would be plus two, you can have poor see, uh, seeing, right? Right. Okay. So this cat has had a rough life up to this point. Perhaps some some injuries that have affected its senses, or maybe it was born this way. Who knows? But what's what senses do we think are not our cat's strong suit? Mm. Let's see. Mm. I think having a poor sense of hearing would be interesting because that would kind of it, it would kind of lead into like the cat you know can survive on its own but maybe it gets itself into some bad situations with like you know all right yeah walking into the street without or like walking in front of somebody that they don't hear to the side of them um or stuff like that okay so you want to say that's poor or uh mediocre hmm Poor is negative two, mediocre is negative one. Uh, what do you both think? Any ideas? I think minus two, poor, would make for a fun kind of uh, some interesting antics as the cat wanders around and uh, you know, bearing in mind that other people in the almshouse also have disabilities that might make it difficult to notice the cat. Uh, if the cat doesn't notice them, fun things can happen sometimes. <laughs> okay. Maybe All right. Two. And then what stat are we saying it's better at to compensate? I kind of like smell for this. I think smell is a good yeah. one because if you can pick up on scents around you, you'd be able to be like, ah, I smell Jerry coming down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there. that's one way to think of it. <laughs> Now for the others, do we uh do we want to do baseline or do we want to have mediocre or poor for one of them? I I don't know. Let's cats have a kind of above average eyesight, mm -hmm. like I think mm -hmm. as a normal thing. So maybe a plus one to see. Okay. And then we could take minus one out of touch. I think that works. Cats don't. I mean, I guess cats don't really do a lot of. Like feeling, you know, maybe emotional. I'm, I'm not sure. Whiskers or something, but maybe it has an injured paw or something. Ooh, that's a good maybe. idea. Yeah, that that might work. Um, we put that in the notes. Yeah, we could. I think that that cats, you know, use their their paw pads the same way like we use our hands. Like mm -hmm. if a surface is not safe to touch, that's the first warning sign. So if its touch sense is uh, damaged, then it would, you know potentially put itself at risk of uh, ending up in a hazardous situation that way. Yeah. Gotcha. And that, yeah, that's our senses. So what's next? Uh, determine qualities. Uh, by now you should have a good idea of who your character is and their personality. Um, well, we know what our character is and we know kind of their role. Uh, do we know their personality? I don't think we do yet. Well, 
If not, we can certainly kind of tease that out during this next step of the process. Qualities are representative of your personality. Yeah. Okay. So, assigning qualities. Each quality exists on a sliding scale with two opposite sides. A character who is completely ambivalent about the world might have average in all their qualities. Most characters will feel or behave strongly in at least a few areas of their lives, though. After all, our convictions are what make us who we are. Okay, so we can have uh, quality levels up to great, plus three, but opposing qualities must be decreased by the same level. The overall balance of any given set of qualities must be plus zero. Okay, similar to how um, our senses worked. Yeah, except it looks like it's like we're given a... uh, the, the dichotomy of qualities, right. you know. Each one has its own little sliding scale. Yep. Cool. So, uh, like, if we had a plus three courageous, it would be a minus three cowardly. That's right. Um, I definitely think our cat would lean worldly. I think every cat would lean worldly versus pious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, energetic versus sluggish, generous versus selfish, and cautious versus reckless. I kind of like the idea of, of a cat that is... You know, somewhat cowardly, but also reckless. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a funny uh, way to go. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> like it, it's uh, it's it's taken some some injuries in the past and doesn't want more. But also, curiosity killed the cat is not a <laughs> saying that came out of nowhere. <laughs> in fact, that's probably what landed him here. <laughs> yeah. But how many points are we putting in each? I kind of like the idea of plus three uh, reckless. That makes sense. Yeah. Plus three reckless, minus three cautious. Yep. Um, For worldly, do we want to do a plus three, minus three as well? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, generous to selfish. Is that when we want to leave alone or? Um, I think maybe... I guess it depends on this this is one of those things about how do we want to flesh out this cat mm-hmm. like yeah maybe you know maybe this cat will spend more time with people who they feel like need it more rather mm-hmm. than just running and you know staying by itself throughout uh the hospital mm-hmm. yeah i think that i think it would make sense to have it lean generous mm-hmm. at least a little bit mm-hmm. like a plus uh, one so, yeah like a plus one uh, simply because, like, yeah, like like we said earlier, the cat is liked well enough by most of the people there. Mm-hmm. So that means it's got to be at least a little bit friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's do a negative uh, two for courageous and plus two for cowardly. Negative two. And what about energetic and sluggish? Um, so does he... We could say since it's it's got physical, like, injuries, like, you know the injured paw. So, if if that's like a long term injury, it might lean towards at least sluggish behavior. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. So, probably a minus one then. Yeah, for energetic. That makes sense to me at least. He also seems like the type of cat that would really love to just be petted, as opposed to like going off and bothering to be productive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. So now we need anxieties and assurances. Hmm. This is perhaps the most difficult part of character creation and certainly the most open-ended. Anxieties and assurances are designed to add some flavor to your character and help you get a deeper understanding of who they are. 
Think about your qualities and how they might affect your daily life. What would comfort your character and what would cause them stress? All right. So I'm reading the summary here. Anxieties test your qualities in specific situations. The difficulty for a minor anxiety is equal to the tested uh, qualities level plus two. The difficulty for a major anxiety is equal to the tested qualities level plus three. Okay. So we need, do we need one of, of each then? Uh, negative one anxiety, negative two, and That's then a plus right. one and plus two assurance? Yep. Okay, cool. So Now I feel like the cat probably has some kind of anxiety around getting kicked. Um, because that probably happens more often than it would like. Ooh, yes. All right. That seems like probably a good minor anxiety, like something like uh, whenever you... Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, minor anxiety about being kicked or stepped on, especially mm-hmm. since it's uh, not necessarily in a state to always get itself out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe if there's a lot of people around... Um, or in the mm. context of the game, a lot of, you know, undead around. That's when that anxiety kind of starts to build of like, okay, I can't keep track of everything here. Yep. Yeah. And then, what would its more severe anxiety be? Hmm. Hmm. Is it pretty dependent on other people for its food? I would say it has become dependent on other people. Yeah. Since, you know living you know in a hospital yeah that makes sense like it's used to having easy sources of food like either you know being fed or catching the mice that might be trying to access the kitchens Mm -hmm. so fear of like i'm thinking kind of like a fear of not having either not having a steady source of food or to make it even broader to not having someone there to help you so, like, so like yeah. whenever you struggle to find food, um yeah, I had a dog with a with severe food anxiety, like it could not stand to see an empty bowl mm-hmm. it would it would uh it would get very stressed about that, so yeah that yeah. that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, so then what quality would you tie that to like uh worldly whenever you struggle to find yeah. food make a i guess that would be like in his case a plus six worldly check. Or take two stress. Yep. Fear of not being able to find. Um, what was our minor anxiety attached to? Oh, we didn't say. That's did a good we? question. Uh, probably cowardly. Yeah, that's what that's I was right. thinking. Yeah. All right. Uh, so on to assurances, or maybe sluggish. Uh, since you know it, if it, if it's a little bit sluggish, then it it may struggle to get out of the way of being kicked or stepped mm. on. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's good. All right, now we're on to assurances. Assurances are created in the same manner as anxieties, but they're more likely to test your positive qualities than your negative ones. Minor assurances recover plus one stress, and major assurances recover plus two. To create assurances, fill in the blanks for the following statement. Whenever something occurs, make a check to recover plus one or plus two stress. For example, whenever you stand up for what's right, even if it's risky, make a superb, courageous check to recover plus one stress. Nice. Let's see. The difficulty for assurances is lower than that for anxieties. For minor assurances, the difficulty is tested quality plus one, and for major, it's the tested quality plus two. Um, so let's see. What makes our cat, like, feel safe or strong? Hmm. Mm. Has it really embraced the... Um... 
kind of the persona of being the friendly therapy pet. Like, does it really just oh, yeah, love being um, petted by everybody? See, I was thinking that too. Like, you know, like a comfort or support role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, being around people, you know, helps kind of alleviate stress. Yeah. Something like whenever you bring comfort to one of your people, um, what, make like a generous check? Yeah, that sounds good. Nice. And is that the minor or the major? Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. Let's do that as the major. Is the major? Yeah. So it means it really just feels so much comfort in helping other people feel better about their lives. <laughs> Not. Didn't copy the whole thing. Huh. Let's see. Let's. Scat's traits lean mostly towards the uh, the negative side, don't they? Yes, I I realized that as we were looking at assurances. Um. What if what if we have a a thing for like achieving a a goal of accessing something without assistance? Yeah. Ooh. Because like our good. our energetic is only negative one. Yeah. So it's our our second best positive trait. <laughs> uh. So, whenever you accomplish a task alone. Yeah. Yeah. Does accomplish have one C or two? Two, two I think. I knew it didn't look right. All right. So that's assurances out of the way. Now we determine our skills. Skills are acquired traits which represent what your character does with their time. Some skills are honed naturally over years of daily use, while others are practiced or studied with intent. Either way, your skills reflect your character's past and present. All skills begin at a level of average uh, that... They may not be increased beyond good or decreased below terrible. You have three free trait levels to assign to your skills. After that, if you would like to increase a skill, you must decrease another by the same amount. After all your skills are assigned, the total sum of your bonuses must equal plus three. So I've got an easy one, I think, if we look at the skills here. Because I highly doubt our cat is all that good at animal handling. (laughs) Yeah... So there's an easy minus three, and that gives us six points to work with. Yep. Okay. If we, uh, this would be fudging it a little bit, but, I mean, it is a fudge system. That's right. Uh, if we interpreted hand signals to mean nonverbal communication in general, Mm -hmm. then we, we could probably say our cat is pretty good at that, because cats have to communicate most of their needs to people non-verbally. Yeah. That's true. So we do, do we want to make that a good skill or a great skill? Or do we know? Let's say good. I was about to say, I just realized cannot be increased beyond good. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah, that's right. It, we can't do a plus three. It has to be plus two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so we got four more points. Uh, I, I want to put at least one in act and react. Yeah. That makes sense. Explore or intuition, I feel like, should be... Intuition should probably be a plus uh, two. Mm-hmm. And then explore might be a plus one. I would think so. Cats tend to excel yeah. at that. Yeah. My cat and was we could... exploring the tops of my cabinets today, as my roommate <laughs> told me. <laughs> we could uh, probably take minus one at least out of lore and medicine. I I doubt our cat understands history or academic knowledge. 
<laughs> You've never had a, a studious cat? Uh, not in real life. <laughs> uh, then we could put two points and navigate. Um, does this set us to zero? Does this set us to plus? No, we calculate. Let's count. Oh, let's uh, two, I can four, get out a calculator six, and tell eight, you. Eight minus five. Oh, yep, that's plus three. Okay. Well, are we happy with this? I think, I think that works. That sounds good. Okay. Uh, then all that's left to do is develop relationships, right? Right. Okay, it says this step is not required, but it helps you decide how your character fits into the group. Is this a step that, like, would be done with the other uh, players? Yeah, that's right. This is really more of just, like... How do you fit in with the other people at the table? All right. This is probably a step that we will more or less have to leave undone then. Because this is something that, like, we're not making the whole party, mm -hmm. so we can't yeah. determine how the cat is uh, related to the rest of the party. Right. But it does say it's optional, so it's not a rule broken, right? True. That's true. <laughs> now, rule fudged is a rule broken, so I'm going to say that uh, we're misusing hand signals. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see, there was something else on the character sheet on page two that we, uh, yeah, what's the, the saint name? Mm. So this is, um, not necessarily part of the character, but it's an important part of the game. Characters can pray to one of the patron saints to gain something oh. called blessed dice, which help them in certain situations. The cat might find that difficult, <laughs> come to yeah. think of it. <laughs> Perhaps with a negative three to pious. And probably a limited understanding of religion in general. Yeah. yeah. This cat can't read. This cat, uh, I don't know. You could probably get someone else to pray for it, but it's it's probably not going to do much of its own praying. Yeah. Yeah, no. Can't even put his paws together, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> One of them don't work right. All right. So, is that... The whole that's, uh, process. That's then? the whole process, other than maybe naming him. Oh um, uh, yeah, we gotta it. give it a name. What's a good medieval cat name? Hmm. Balthazar. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Um, there, there is a, a post I I saw on on Tumblr the other day. I doubt I'm gonna be able to find it now if I go digging because Tumblr's search tools are terrible. But but it was just like it had like I think it was like a Renaissance era uh like thing about someone publishing a list of good cat names. Oh wow. Oh, I also saw that list, but I can't remember what any of it said. <laughs> uh the nature of the internet. So Infinite on, knowledge. On page with... two of that character sheet though, where the saints are, one of those saints is the patron saint of animals. And oh, I could see nice. the people of the almshouse naming a cat after that saint. I just can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Uh, um, it looks like Blaze. Blaze. And I actually had a cat named Blaze once. Oh, nice. Um, Blaze so the cat. Blaze. Isn't that a Sonic character? Blaze Possibly. is a Sonic character. <laughs> <laughs> but the cat in Sonic is big. No, that's a different cat. Is Blaze also a cat? Yeah, there's... There yeah, okay. I I remember now. Blaze is ah is yeah. a cat from the future and Big is a cat from the present. Gotcha. Hmm. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet all over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would mean Big was from the past. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but enough about Sonic lore. 
<laughs> um, so Blaze. That is a good name. I like that a lot. Is that what we yeah. want to go with? Yeah, it, just yeah. For, so we're clear, audience, this is B-L-A-I-S-E. It's not, we're not literally naming the cat uh, Blaze as in, you know, fire. <laughs> you know. This cat is not a magical pyrotechnic. Mm-mm. Or a pyrokinetic, that's what it's called. No, that would be in my other game, Cypunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have to we'll have to look into that one at some point, probably. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I guess if that's the character sheet, then we have completed the process with two rule breaks. We've made a character, okay. and we yeah we have a character. Cat dick her cat. I, I can't fit it in. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fine. I don't think you need to. Um, but yeah, that's if that's the process, is there anything else that we need to establish about this cat? We got a name, we got stats, we got lore, we got... I think we got everything we need. Yep. Character creation and survival of the able is uh, pretty quick and simple. Um, you know, during a rule zero... Multiple people at the table, or never was a session zero. Multiple people at the table should be able to go through character creation and like a one or two hour session together and be ready to get going. So, um, pretty straightforward. Yeah, perfect. Nice. It it was very good. I like, I really like the way it acts. Like you said, as a sliding scale, feels mm-hmm. very, very gamey uh, to me, which is nice. You know, I, I like my games to feel like games <laughs> cool mm-hmm. this uses the uh the fudge system which is very similar to fate so it That's makes right. sense that it's it makes sense that it's fast mm-hmm. yeah for sure fudge and fate are both really um kind of defined by their ease of character creation i think yep uh so uh <clears throat> excuse me Jacob, is there any, uh, do you have like a, a mixtape you want to drop on us or just anything else in general you want to plug? Um, yeah, so in addition to Survival of the Able, which is out now and available on DriveThruRPG, um, I also publish a quarterly tabletop zine about accessibility and inclusion in tabletop roleplaying. Um, that zine is called Accessible Gaming Quarterly. Uh, we're on issue 10 now and we're um, funded through issue 12, so... Look for those in January nice. and April. In addition to that, I, um, I am a, a big advocate for accessibility and tabletop gaming. There's, I'm personally legally blind, and so this is very near and dear to my heart, and making sure that uh, everybody has the opportunity to play games um, is really important to me, and that's kind of what my mission has been, and uh, Survival of the Able is just one of those things that I do to try to make that happen. All right. Very good on you. Where where can people find you online? Yeah, so I'm at uh, www.accessiblegames.biz. That's dot B-I-Z. And you can also find me on Twitter at Accessible Games. And Facebook, I'm Accessible Games Biz on there as well. Um, I'm much more active on Twitter than I am on Facebook, although we'll see how long that holds up. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly you can find uh, what I'm up to on my blog at AccessibleGames.biz. All right. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Austin? Well, me, you know, I'm still I'm still over on Twitter. Like I said last episode, I recently got a Tumblr. Uh, Joel finally converted me to the dark side. <laughs> um, and 
new new thing is on Twitch. I have started a uh, randomized Soul Link Nuzlocke uh, with one of my friends. We're playing Heart Gold on our DS's hundred <laughs> percent. Um, where we're trying so so hard to survive. I think. I don't know if the VOD will still be up by the time this episode goes out. Doubt it. Um, but so far I we've we've lost every encounter besides our starters. Ooh, that's talented. <laughs> yeah, we 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 just got through the first gym. Only one Pokemon. It's going fantastic. Those will <laughs> mostly be on the weekends because that's usually all the time me and my buddy get. Um, uh, to game at the same time, um, and you think that's still going to be going by uh, by January? I if listen, if we lose before like the fourth gym, we're just going to restart with you know either some new rules or hopefully some new luck. I will say <laughs> I got a master ball on like my fifth item, and I have yet to use it. <laughs> <laughs> how have you failed four? How many encounters was it? Uh, I think. I th- I think it's a total of four or five. Um, first one, which is a clip on the channel, uh, got obliterated. He obliterated by uh, an ember, uh, thanks to my buddy Jordan. Other ones, I think. I think he ended up killing a second one. We've we've caught two. So our first random encounter died. Caught the next two. He killed both of them in battle. And then I accidentally killed one because my Pokemon crit <laughs> before we could even catch it. And then oh, no. there was one I straight up threw like 10, 15 Pokeballs at, couldn't catch it, and I refused to use my Master Ball on it. <laughs> wow. So, um, there's plenty of clips. I, I made sure to clip all the all the good juicy bits uh, over on my Twitch channel, which is Avalon Alchemist, but... Enough about me. Joel, do you have anything to drop before we end this up? Well, really, this is my only, like, project that I have anything to report progress on. And you just listen to it. This is the latest progress. Um, so, no, I'm good. I'm good for the moment. At this point in time, there's probably nothing more to report on the game than there was last month when you last heard me mention it which could have been either two or four weeks ago. I don't remember. But uh, you can you can follow me on Twitter if you're still there for some reason. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, let, let's be real. We're, we're, all, we're all probably going to go down with the ship, but I've got a backup plan, which is Tumblr, which uh, is, they're the same thing. It's Denalo Lioge. It's my name spelled backwards. But no one knows how to spell that, so... Instead, you can go to jholland.start.page, and you'll find links to those and to my portfolio and a few other things. So that's cool. But uh, I'm not the only one with a start page. You, the uh, the podcast itself has a start page. If you go to literalcatpod.start.page, you will be directed to a page with links to our email address, where you can send us pictures of cats. Uh, tell us to play specific games or, you know, just challenge us to do a specific thing with a cat in an episode with, with a game request or without. You can find the Twitter and Tumblr for the show. As of right now, 
the most reliable posting happens on Twitter, but that's probably going to change because Twitter has not, you know, done a single one of my queued posts over there in a few weeks. Like I just yeah. realized, I, I realized like last week or so that it, it that all of my posts that I had queued got cleared without actually being posted. Uh, an entire the entire month of November. Oh my lord! Yeah, slipped through our fingers. Yep, that was that was not fun to realize. So at at some point, Twitter is just not going to be good for even sharing news anymore. And then you'll have to get your news from Tumblr. But that's okay because unlike Tumblr, Twitter does not have an "Ask Me Anything" button. So if you if you want to get news and be able to ask us random questions about the show or otherwise the that's over on tumblr at literal cat pod we also have links to the youtube channel where you can watch every episode and occasionally when i have time for it some some clips of of the podcast uh when we publish episodes to youtube they first off will have uh captions which if austin has time to get to it will be better than the auto-generated ones mm-hmm. but uh, but if if not, then uh, it, it, you you'll at least have the auto generated ones, which usually do. They're not great, but they're they're not terrible either. Yeah, they're better than the auto generated ones that Acast tries to make. And besides that, the I've got them set up as Premiere, so you can uh, do a watch party with live chat with you know other internet strangers and me most of the time. The other thing that you can find from that is a link to all the character sheets. From the show, from this episode and past episodes, they are stored on a Dropbox. I'm also considering starting a wiki, but that hasn't happened yet as of right now. So, I mean, if it's happened by January, you probably already heard about it on Twitter or Tumblr. That out of the way, don't forget to rate and review the show on your listening service of, ch- of choice. If, you're, if your podcast player doesn't have a rate or review feature... Uh, you could always go to Podchaser. I check Podchaser all the time, like once or twice a week. Um, and yeah, I think that's everything. Did I forget anything? Uh, not that I know of. I think so. Okay, cool. Well, I guess it's time to sign off then. Thank you again, uh, Jacob, for coming on and teaching us to uh, make a literal cat in Survival of the Able. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Been a pleasure. Austin, you got a cat pun for us? I do. You know, we're with another episode down, uh, another, you know, good chunk of time listening. I hope we're always there to scratch your brain, you know? It's cats and zombies. That. You got a twofer there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Perfect. Uh, now we got another one. We've already hit our pun quota. <laughs>